Hello everybody and welcome back to Ah, our audio got deleted. Ah, this sucks. My name is Jay. And I'm Vilnus. The sad truth is that we were going to bring you another incredible guest episode featuring the one so and only good. Colin. It was a it good, was a episode, good episode, episode, but... We had a fun time. Sadly, due to Craig being awful and never working... We should kill him now. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Definitely execute Craig. Definitely. Public execution. That yep. seems like the way it goes. Kafka-esque, please. Let's have him starve himself. Mm, he's a yes, hu- let's yes, make yes. him a hunger artist. Oh, Except he's not an artist and we're forcing Literary him to do that. Res- reference. Oh, oh, I hate Franz Kafka with a burning passion. <laughs> I liked what we read of him. Metamorphosis uh, is... Uh, yeah, ooh. it was really creepy, but I mean... Mm-hmm. It was intended to be. <clears throat> it was intended to be. Kafkaesque. Our English teacher, our English teacher, every time she brings up Kafka, says, sorry, Jay. And like, yep. <laughs> I had a conversation with her, like, I don't know, it must have been like a month ago now, where I was like, or, or whenever we were doing the stories, I was like, I can't, I can't with Kafka. It's too much for me. He is, yeah, he's pretty, pretty effective with coming up with some disturbing tales well now we all know what they're talking about when they when they talk about all those funky eastern europeans <laughs> funky eastern europeans you know they say that all the time hey yeah, man you're course, looking yeah. like the funky eastern european today oh thanks i look like Franz Kafka. no kidding <laughs> <clears throat> so vilness uh tell me what have what have you gotten up to in this past week I, um, have not been doing much. Uh, let's see what happened. We swapped out presidents. That happened. <laughs> oh, yeah, the, the little swap that Pog. happened. The little one. It's a couple days ago. <laughs> yeah, uh, the DJ decided not to go. Uh. <laughs> yeah, man. Not DJ. DT. Why did I call him DJ? <laughs> Oh, because Jay is his, his middle initial. Yeah, it is. Yeah, he went bull <laughs> went down J. to bull went down to Mar-a-Lago. He wanted to go golfing or some something. I don't know. Uh, personal life. Just been doing school work. <clears throat> uh, watched a movie. Uh, not much else though. Pretty standard week for Vildas. Pretty standard week. Vildas has a lot of standard weeks these days, or maybe all the time, and I just didn't know. My life is uh, not the most interesting. You yeah, know, mine isn't either. I'm just, I just talk a lot. <laughs> well, I don't know. I'm interested in hearing at the very least, Jay. No, but Vildas, there's a reason that I ask you first, and the reason for that being uh, is if you ask me first, you would never get to talk about your week. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> at least, at least that's what it seems. Going on from that, how's your week been, Jay? Um, personally, uh, I watched Funny Girl Senpai. I started another anime we'll talk about later that you recommended to me. Also really cute. And it's, and, uh, I got into another school this week. Uh, and mm. nice. Yeah. Uh, the, Which the circle one? has come to a close. We talked about a, a week or two into December, how I applied to Pitt. And now uh, of course. I have applied to Pitt. Oh, I, well, I've gotten into Pitt now yes yes i have also been accepted to pit good job which is exciting that's a that's one that's higher up on my list for me it's a great school and that campus 
is, is, is very is nice. Incredible. It's it's like the cathedral of learning. The cathedral of learning. Man, where do you find a thirty-story tall skyscraper on your college campus? Pitt. Yeah, the only second tallest educational building in the world. I don't remember what the first was. Probably in China. First one is in uh, Moscow. They built it uh, out right. of spite That's for right. the U.S. Well, yeah, it was built in the Roaring Twenties, wasn't it? The uh, Cathedral of uh, Learning. I think they, so. They were rich, and then uh, Russia was like, Mmm, Yeah, that's all, all the Russians say. Yeah, I mean, I haven't really heard much else from the Russians. Have you? That's it. No. I no. mean, the only thing I, I the only thing I know. Words. Yeah, yeah. The only th- other thing I know from there is like Latvia, where they say when the fight, take the car out front. But I, I don't. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Latvia, my favorite part of Russia. Yeah. Vilnius <laughs> <laughs> will know all about being Russian, so so Vilnius. I I know in my week I mentioned Funny Girl Senpai, uh, or what is the long name? You what is it? Uh, I don't know. Ra- I didn't watch the show. Rascal does not dream of Funny Girl Senpai. It's a show that I wanted to discuss a little bit because it was very interesting uh, and really weird. Yeah. I, and I, you know, I had a, a certain lack of appreciation for it for some reason or another until until you know I I looked I looked into it a little bit more, you know, watched a couple videos that that described it a little more to me, and now I understand. Okay, now I understand uh, why it was so great. You seem to have 180 on I, your previous well, thoughts well, completely then. Yes, okay, this is true. Yes, during this, this forgotten episode, uh, we spoke with Colin, who also watched it. I was uh, finished episode 11. Okay, let me, let, me, let, me start, let me start a little bit from the beginning to give context, rather. Bunny Girl Senpai, or Rascal Does Not Dream of Bunny Girl Senpai, is... A show that basically starts with a guy named uh, Sakata Zusagawa from, like, I guess Tokyo. I don't know. He's at the library one day, and he sees this girl who he knows to be uh, somebody in the grade above him, you know, uh, dressed in a bunny suit, walking around uh, in front of people. And nobody can see her except him. And her name is Mei Sakurajima, and um, she is like a famous child actress, but nobody can see her anymore, uh, which is which is obviously a strange premise to begin with. Um, now, the premise of the show surrounds adolescent syndrome or puberty syndrome, which is, which is unnatural, supernatural events happening during, uh, you know, your, your teenage years due to instability and sensitivity, which is... Mm-hmm. Which is like a really like that's a pretty polarizing subject, uh, in my opinion. But regardless, during the thirteen episode run, uh, there is a series of five arcs uh, regarding five characters. Uh, you know that being Kaide, which is uh, Sakata, the main character's little sister, uh, Futaba, who's like this uh, science uh, guru, I guess, at school, who's in Sakata's year. Uh, oh my god, Nodoka, which is um, Mai Sakurajima's half-sister, uh, Mai herself, uh, and Shoko, I can't remember her last name for some reason, uh, who is this girl that Sakuta once met on the beach when Kaede, his sister, had was befallen with like long-term amnesia. It's confusing, and it's not really that easy to put into simple terms, I suppose. Um, 
without watching it. Perhaps. Yeah, the show, the show gives a lot more context. Um, yeah, I remember in the last episode, you and Colin both uh, brought up how it kind of became confusing at points with the amount of stuff going on. Yeah, so, so for some reason, I didn't really realize that they were going for arcs. Um, <clears throat> so that became really confusing when... Do you mean like character arcs or like narrative arcs? Well, um, no, 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 narrative arcs, I'd say. <clears throat> you know, some characters had arcs more so than others. I mean, let's be, I, well, to be honest, Sakta and, and my were the only ones who had like legitimate character arcs. Um, but the narrative arc surrounded around these five girls, or I guess you could call them if you want to dumb it down, love interests, except don't forget the rules. Kaede is a sister. That's a little messed up. But all right, you know, uh, that's how I've heard it referred don't to. Don't forget the rules. That was... Yeah, that's only a love interest if you're a little... That's only a love interest if you're a little wrong in the head. Though I must say, there's this one scene where she... So she always, like, comes in the middle of the night to sleep in his bed because she's, like, cold or whatever. A bit odd. A bit suspicious. Um, I mean, I guess if they were younger, that would make sense. Like, but yes, he is, like, a second year in high school, and she's, like, whatever year in middle school. I don't know. What, is it three years in middle school and three years in high school in Japan? I can't figure it out. Um, uh, I don't know. I know it's three years of high school, but I don't know what middle school is. I think it's three as well. Regardless... This one time, he wakes up, and he's like, you know you don't have to, like, sleep in my bed. You have your own bed. And she goes, what, are you afraid of forbidden love? And from there, I was like, oh, okay. Wait, something's not right here. But that's all right, Um, regardless. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Listen, no. Okay, so, so, so it goes through five arcs, right? Uh, Mai's uh, invisibility, where because she is she took a break from showbiz, she literally fades out of the public eye. It's 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 like a strange take on it. Um, I see, but very cool. Oh, I forgot a uh, Koga too. There are actually six character arcs. Um, so then there's Koga's character arc. She is what they call Laplace's demon. She has the ability to time loop something, and basically what she does is she plays the future ahead so that she knows how to deal with things uh and so that's when she neat. gets a favorable outcome the time loop is broken um ah. it's really like mind bendy um mm -hmm. so Sakata so is the show like episodic where it takes each character and it sort of breaks down their story um, each episode then no not really it's re it's really strange okay, actually so does the time loop happen more than once then? Or is it that just happens more than once in like two or three okay, episodes okay. during the Koga arc. Um, okay. Now, I found it very interesting though that it was, the arcs were really short. Like, so so the, the Mai Sakura, the Sakura, the, what the hell am I saying? Sakura, Sakurajima was the first three episodes, all right? Um, mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. then the three episodes after that were Koga, who is the Laplace's demon. The two episodes after that were Futaba, who, um, had a, a different opinion on the, on the guy she liked and physically split into two copies of herself. One that valued asking him out and telling his feelings more, 
telling her feelings more, and the other who didn't. It was so strange. Um, <laughs> That's wild. Yeah. Seem to have some uh, fun concepts here. Yeah. And then there's 9 and 10, um, which which regarded Nodoka, uh, which is Mei Sakurajima's half-sister. Um, she was always jealous of Mei because Mei was always like the golden person in the family. And they got into an argument, and then in the morning they, they switched bodies. Um, Odd. Yeah. It's a bit strange. I hate body swap. And also. her amnesia. Body swap, just a slight comment, is a, just a small comment, is just a, probably my least favorite genre. It was pretty painless, though. I just find body swap just, as a concept, would be incredibly uncomfortable. And even if it, like, plays into a grander narrative or has its own sort of emotional purpose other than just haha funny you're in a different body now i just i just cannot stand them yeah it, it did not have that purpose uh of of being comedic i mean it's i mean the show is funny in some places uh mainly because mm-hmm. sakta is super quick-witted uh he he says some very funny quippy things uh, that made me laugh for sure. Very dry. But in general, the show is serious. Um, y- you can tell just by the animation style. Uh, it's it's a lot more rugged, less rounded than you would see other shows. Uh, and, and there's a lot less hyperbolic emotion, which I think is a big theme in less serious shows. Um yeah, you know, it's kind of like a for being uh, very expressive. Exactly. the The only thing I could compare it to is like a Frank's, right? Like that's the only thing I know personally. The right Frank. Now. Uh, yes, Frank. Frank, dude, that guy, he, he's just like this show. Um, shout out to Frank. Shout out to Frank. Thanks for watching. Okay, I've been talking about this for a long time, but I, I'll get to what I think about it. I thought it was going to be a love story. It was not. At all, mm-hmm. uh, don't go to the show looking for a love story. Go to go to it looking for um, a really good representation of adolescent experiences. Um, I think is is uh, and and relationships, dude. It's it's actually it's it falls into a similar theme as Darling in the Franks, which largely revolves around relationship. Actually, yeah, I mean this is this is exactly. In the same vein, uh, I guess, to, well, not exactly, but to some extent, um, where character relationships drive the story, and mending mm-hmm. those character relationships is the only way you can really move forward. You know, Franks didn't have so much of a strong, you know, theme of having to mend it, but this show is, you know, uh, BGS is, is purely run on you have to solve the problem in order to do anything more um and you know you can see that through sakta who is very very determined to make sure that each of his friends is able to live and his sister are able to live the most normal life possible Hmm. yeah 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 it's it's pretty nutty dude um indeed I remember in the last episode, uh, you said that you would have given the show a 6 out of 10, but after uh, thinking about it, you seem to have greatly improved your opinion of it. Has there been any change in that scoring? Well, so when I originally wrote it down on my spreadsheet here, 
that I keep my shows I've watched. Um, yeah? That was number You should make five. a mal page. Uh, a who? A mal page. Yeah, I have My one. anime list page. I, I have Oh, you one. do have a mal page. And I wrote a one punch... Uh, I wrote a one punch review and then I looked at the other reviews. I'm like, I can't do this shit. They put way too much effort into these. Um, send me the review, man. I'll send you the review. Yes. We can even put it in the show notes. I had, yeah, Whoa. I do have a, my anime list, uh, thing. Yeah. I'm a big fan of Mal. I like to catalog things and then look at them and say, Oh, I remember reading this. Oh, what are the, I, I don't write reviews for them, but I often will write little tags of my brief thoughts on them. Just like a handful of words. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm also like kind of keeping it up to date, uh, like like with what episodes I've finished and stuff. So right mm. now on Mal, I have it at a seven. Um, nice, seven's pretty good. Oh, oh, I rate everything pretty generously. Apparently, see, the problem is I don't have a good basis for this, man. Like, I voted, I rated Frank's a nine. Like, I think if that, maybe I just make that. See, this is one of my favorite shows I've ever watched. I know it's like up in the air for a lot of people, or a lot actually not up in the air. A lot of people just hate it. Uh, the reviews are very, very different. Lots of tens, nines, and eights, and lots of zero ones and twos. Yeah, when you come to these sites, Jay, uh, the reviews there's. Very few I find that are actually like middling reviews. Normally, what you'll see are just people that either go ten or one. Yeah, I mean, see, there are like going out of your way to write a review for a show that you just thought was okay or you thought was a uh, you know not the best. Uh, and typically, people aren't going to put the effort into that. But for uh, the shows they really love and despise, a lot of people will go out for that. So reviews. Uh, often have strong opinions yeah i think you know what i think what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna put frank's at a 10 and that'll give me a Go little ahead. that'll give me a little more room because I, I was considering doing that because like i wasn't sure because I, I i didn't want to be too forgiving because like i don't like the ending but like the thing that it left me at the like what the feeling that it gave me at the end of the show was a lot more rewarding uh than just oh the ending was meh like people were so pissed off after three episodes like people dropped it after three episodes you know you didn't even you didn't even get to the part people complain about i don't know i feel like I you know. got in i am everything. i am very willing to drop things early on i, I find that with so much art in the world even if a show might tend or might at some point become really good, is it really worth your time to go all the way in when there's something right around the corner that might be just as exciting, but from the very start? I, in my opinion, dude, like the only show on this list where the first episode I was like, holy hell, this is fantastic. I'm going to love this was One Punch Man. Hmm. Um, I watched... Uh, I mean, I agree. There are plenty of things that I love that I have been either not as happy with or sort of middling on at the beginning. Yeah. I tend to give something at least a little bit of a shot before I drop it, but I mean, I don't know. It's understandable. There's plenty of times I've dropped a thing in just an episode or a chapter. 
I see. I, I oftentimes feel myself taking in uh, what I elaborated to uh, doof as uh, heart hurt, which is a horrible term. But let's be realistic: is how much it makes my heartache and how much it makes my mind boggle. Uh, is generally a good scale for how good a show is. Um, so, Darling in the Franks, uh, I was pretty sad for about three weeks. Um, just straight up. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, no cap. Three weeks. Um, and, you know, obviously, I have moved on. But shows like that are not sad, just like in thought, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but like constantly, I know the feeling like three weeks later, this was on my mind. Like I was, it's weird. That's never happened to me before with a show. Yeah. That's a pretty strong emotional connection there. As Doris Day says, case roster. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> so I also, uh, I have also watched a bit of anime recently. I watched a, uh, a movie called Galaxy Express 3-9, which is a rather corny title, and the movie kind of matches that corniness. It's a 70s sci-fi anime, and uh, I quite enjoyed it. As I said, there's a lot of really corny moments, and it's definitely a children's movie with a lot of, you know, kind of annoying coincidences and plot points that seem rather meaningless in the grand scheme of things uh but like visually i loved it uh the character designs were a bit outdated but certain ones like maytel and claire i thought were really cool uh the backgrounds all are beautifully painted and the planets they visit there's some really cool concepts that they can really bring out to life like uh they go to pluto at one point pluto is pluto's really cool but the movie is just a fantastic experience. It's very long. It's uh, two hours and ten minutes long, but there's never a moment where I was bored with it. Uh, another thing, the music, absolutely phenomenal. Uh, I can still remember a good number of those tracks, even after watching it like a week ago. That's, that's, that's impressive right there. See, when the, when the soundtrack really gets ingrained in your head? Mm-hmm. Dude. Yeah. It was a very that's a, impressive that's a film. Uh, the movie is part of a bigger extended universe of things that I do not think I will get into. For instance, I believe like the original beginning of this universe is through the Captain Harlock series. And he's brought into the movie as well as several other major characters from this. Uh, but I had never watched any of it and it's not required to have. This story is focused on new characters oh, who just happen to interact with the older ones. Um, I don't think I will get into any of those shows, but uh, hmm. it was interesting to see how they integrated these characters and like tried to make them still cool and have their big cameo without taking up too much of the narrative. Although it came a bit annoying when it was like, they tried to connect them all and have them all in the biggest moments when it felt a bit undeserved for them to take the spotlight. But I'm sure, too, someone who was a fan of these series <laughs> is probably the hypest shit in the world. <laughs> but yeah, good time. Yo, Highly recommended. Captain Harlock. Yo. Mm. I'm so excited to see you, Captain. <laughs> That's probably what they said. 
I can't even yes, imagine yes, course, in 1979 in the movie theater. Oh my god. Yo! I've I recently saw on YouTube this video of like, it was the first showing of the, I think, second Star Wars movie where Darth Vader reveals that he's Luke's dad and the audience reaction to it. No, and I it's haven't like, seen that. It's really cool to just see, like, the shock in the audience. Yo, like, that's so funny. The most famous moment in cinema history is really cool. That's really awesome. Yeah, I'll How link cool. that in the show notes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, if I can find it again. <laughs> so, um, uh, this movie sounds really interesting. Um, and, and just mention the name again. Uh, for anybody. It is Galaxy Express 3-9. That's how it's pronounced. It's spelled as Galaxy Express 999. Nice. Because I always, um, you know, when they're talking about something on a podcast, I always forget what it is by the end of the segment. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. So. It was very annoying. Scroll back. Have to hear it said at the beginning again. Precisely. Uh, and the worst part is, uh, there's no timestamps and there's no visuals. So, haha, yeah. haha, get wrecked. Have fun with that. Um, <laughs> well, um, last thing I want to touch on a little bit. Vilness, you recommended me a wonderful little show. Ah, um, uh, yes. Called- I, I, rem- or I was reminded of this show and I thought it was very much up your alley. Absolutely was. It's called, it's called Monthly Girls Nozaki-kun. It's about um, a guy named Nozaki who is a shoujo manga artist um, mm-hmm. and, is, and is considered to be <laughs> the voice for teenage gr- uh, girls' emotions. Yeah. Which is just... It's, yeah, it's, he's a... Yeah, it goes against uh, the kind of person he seems to be to a lot of people. He's a kind of bad at expressing himself and he's a very tall and burly fellow he seems to be the tough guy kind of he's six foot two uh, and he's um extremely just stone-faced stoic uh and he meets uh oh my god what is her name is it i think it's sakura um yeah and she is a peppy first year what is he he's a second year guy i think She's like a They're in the same class. Oh, they are. I think, if I remember correctly, it's been a while. Well, actually, I... I don't know that they say whether they're in the same class or not, because because all we know to preface it is that she has a crush on him. Mm, I believe they are shown as being in the same class later in the story. Oh, I see. It's yeah. been a while since I read this. Yeah, I'm. Uh, uh, I watched a bit of it as well. Yeah, I'm only a little bit in here. I'm I'm five episodes deep. Um, but dude, it's a, it's a really cute show. It's like, it is exactly up my alley. Like you said, um, you know, it's, I'm glad that it is to your taste. I wasn't sure if it would be as fitting as I thought it would. Uh, but yes, it's just one of those shows that's very cute and wholesome and, uh, I don't know, instills positive emotions within you. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's. It's really, it's really fun to watch, and, and actually, just I watched an episode right before we recorded, and Nozaki was trying to role play basically as one of his characters to under better understand how she would feel in certain situations, 
and he sees Sakura and realizes what it's like to be the character he's trying to role play at uh, in in her love story. And I was like, no, it finally happened. You know, I'm only a couple episodes in, but I was I was waiting, dude. I'm you know, I was waiting for them to fall in love with each other or whatever. And mm. it's finally my dreams well, are coming true, Vilness. Uh, I hate to break it to you, Jay. No, don't break have... anything to me. It's okay. Uh, I may be okay. absolutely wrong. I don't really care, though. <laughs> I can hope, Vilness. But knowing uh, Nozaki is going to be some really different shit. Like, he's going to be like, oh, I get it now. I am, don't have any emotions, though. So. He's very um, focused on his work, and while he certainly cares about those around him, he's far less interested in uh, mingling with them and, you know, exploring his emotions. But yeah, I uh, read that a few years back, and I remember quite enjoying it. But yeah, hopefully it turns out to be a positive experience for you, Jay. I hope so too, Vilnius. And uh, we hope that this podcast has been an enjoyable experience for you guys listening. Um, do we? Yes, I mean, uh, we do. We we hope you had a good time. <laughs> um, we yeah. never, ever try and make a bad episode. Uh, no, we've never even made a bad episode. None of these episodes have been bad. Especially no, not no. the best episode, because that was the best episode. By far. As by we far, constantly say. And uh, with that, we will bid you adieu. Adieu. Adios, mon ami. Goodbye. Adios, adieu, mon ami. Bye. Fun fact about the recording of this episode, uh, Discord wasn't working for me, so we recorded these while talking to each other over the phone, which is why you can hear Jay echoing. Uh, sorry about that. I was too close to the mic. Anyhow, goodbye.